This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, the Man of Steel tells a story. A wondrous story of the planet Krypton and how he, Superman, came to Earth. Almost a year ago, as some of you will remember, a flaming meteor fell out of the sky and landed in an open field in a suburb of Metropolis. Brought to the Metropolis Museum by Dr. John Whistler, a famous meteorologist, it was discovered to be a piece of kryptonite, a fragment of the shattered planet Krypton. Sent to interview Dr. Whistler at the museum... Clark Kent, in reality Superman, discovered to his horror that if he approached within a distance of ten feet of the strange green glowing meteor, he lost all his strength. Panic-stricken, he influenced Whistler to seal the meteor in a private vault. But now the meteorologist is dead, and Kent is fearful lest the vault be opened and the dangerous piece of kryptonite fall into strange hands. As we continue now, Lois Lane and editor Perry White are at Kent's apartment, where Kent is about to tell them why he seems so worried. Listen. This is a strange story you're about to hear. I just hope I can trust you to let it go no further. Don't be a fool, Kent. What is it? Well, it concerns Superman. Superman? Yes. As you may or may not know, Superman was the only survivor of the planet Krypton when it exploded in space many years ago. He came to Earth as an infant and grew up to discover that he had strange and unusual powers. I mean, he had impenetrable skin and, and tremendous strength and the ability to withstand fire and flame. He also had the power to, to, to leap great distances and to sustain himself in midair. Oh, perhaps I'd better go back and tell you the whole story, huh? What story? The story of how Superman came to Earth, Chief. What? Well, how do you know that, Clark? Uh, oh, I- I'll explain later, Lois. First, I want to take you on a far journey, millions of miles from the Earth, where, not so many years ago, the planet Krypton burned like a wondrous star on the heavens. Here, civilization was far advanced. It had brought forth a race of supermen, men and women like ourselves, but advanced to the absolute peak of human perfection. Yes? As we near Krypton, we see high walls and gleaming turrets. We approach the magnificent Temple of Wisdom with its dome of pure crystal shimmering like a diamond in the sun. There, in a great marble hall, Jor-El, Krypton's leading man of science, is about to address a special meeting of the planet's governing council. Council members! I have completed my solar calculations, and much as I dread uttering these fateful words, I have come to the conclusion that Krypton is doomed. (laughs) Gentlemen, 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 
Hear him out. Let me try and explain, gentlemen. The sun is gradually drawing Krypton closer to it. Within a month, possibly only a week, the gravitational pull will be so tremendous that Krypton will not be able to weather the strain. And then, then our planet will explode like a giant bubble, destroying every living thing on it. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Assuming for the moment, Jorel, that what you say is true, how are we to avoid this catastrophe facing us? How can we stop it? It cannot be stopped, Roseanne. It's a force of nature that even we, who are supermen, are powerless to prevent. But there is one way to escape. Escape? What do you mean? As you know, I've been working these many months on a model of a spaceship, which in its final form is designed to carry the entire population of Krypton to another planet. If you will assign to me a thousand skilled workers, I will endeavor to construct the spaceship before the end comes. It is all well and good, Jorel, to speak of spaceships, but where would we go? To the planet Earth. My studies tell me this planet has an atmosphere almost identical with our own. Jorel, you have been working too hard. You need a rest. Believe me, we have the utmost respect for your knowledge and integrity, but this is too much. Planets as large as Krypton do not explode. Wait! Wait, do you hear that, gentlemen? I hear only a distant thunder. It is not thunder, Roseanne. That's an internal eruption gas exploding in giant pockets. You're listening to the forewarning of doom. Quakes like that are sounding the death knell of Krypton. It will happen, gentlemen, and happen soon. And when the last great eruption comes... When it comes, Jorel, we will all be ready for it. If Krypton is to perish, we will perish with it. But I assure you, Jorel, your beard will be long enough to trip over before that time arrives. Very well, laugh if you wish, Roseanne. Laugh, all of you. But a time will come, and that time is perhaps very close at hand when you'll wish you had heeded the words of Jor-El. Order, gentlemen, order. Members of the governing council, you have heard Jor-El speak. Is it your wish that we devote time and energy to build a spaceship in order, as Jor-El suggests, the entire population of Krypton be transported to the planet known as the Earth? All in favor, say aye. The council has spoken, Jorel. Yes, and signed the death warrant of every living thing on Krypton. There remains only one thing for me to do. Prepare for the salvation of my wife, Lara, my infant son, and myself. As for the rest of you, may God have mercy on your soul. Leaving the Temple of Wisdom with a mocking laughter of the council members ringing in his ears, Jorel hurried to the terrace of his hilltop home and feverishly set to work on the steel model of his spaceship. Time was short, as he alone knew. A matter of days, possibly only hours. Driving home the last rivet, he stepped back to examine the bullet-shaped spaceship, only to discover his young wife standing behind him. Oh, Lara, I, I didn't hear you come out. You were too intent on your work. What did the council say, Jorel? They laughed at me, Lara. Mark me for a fool. Even Roseanne? Oh, he above all. But no matter. The model is finished now, and tomorrow at dawn I'll send it on its way, watching its flight through the high-powered telescope on the observatory roof. And once I have proven to myself that it works, I will begin building a spaceship large enough to carry all three of us to the planet Earth. Jorel, I feel faint. It seems to have grown oppressively hot. Is that because we're being drawn closer to the sun? Yes, there's a strange glow on the western sky. I, I don't like it. Where is Kella? Asleep. I had quite a time with him. He was restless all day. 
Jarrell, what was that? An internal quake. A bad one. Jarrell, the house is shaking. Easy, Laura, easy. What's happening? It may pass over. Uh, you better go in. No, no, my place is with you. Jarrell, look. The sky, it's darkening. Laura, this is the end. Krypton is breaking apart. Jarrell! We'll return in a moment to find out what happened on the planet Krypton. Well, here I am back again, Pep Gang, to tell you all about the wonderful offer Kellogg's Pep has for you, in case you've missed this big news before. Yes, Surrey Gang, Kellogg's Pep has really outdone itself this time. It's offering you the smartest-looking all-aluminum sundial wristwatch you ever saw, with a real strap. Now, wherever you are in the sun, this terrific time-teller will give you the hour of the day. In a minute, I'm going to tell you how you can get this one, but let me tell you all about it first. This sundial wristwatch lies flat on your wrist until you're ready to use it. Then, you just lift the shadow hand or pointer and aim it due north. And presto, you have the time of day just by seeing where the pointer's shadow falls on the dial. Why, could anything be easier? And this handsome sundial wristwatch is about the size of a usual wristwatch. Now, here's how you get one. Just send two box stops marked top from two packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address, clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Be the first around your part of town to own this real sundial wristwatch. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In his guise of Clark Kent, Superman is telling Lois Lane and Perry White of the last minutes on the doomed planet Krypton. How his father, Jor-El, had just completed an experimental model of a spaceship when a strange blood-red glow appeared in the sky and a series of thunderous crashes and deep rumbles, increasing in intensity, shook the ground under the feet of Jor-El and Lara, his young wife. Lara, this is the end. Krypton is breaking apart. What can we do, Jor-El? Oh, nothing. I was a fool for waiting this long. Oh, it wasn't your fault, Jor-El. The cow... Oh, I should have built a spaceship months ago, and now we have only a model. Oh, but wait... It can carry one of us to safety. You, Lara. No. No, if only one of us should be safe, it should be our son. You wait here, I'll get him. Lara! Lara! No, perhaps you're right. It should be the boy. Oh, now, if I can only get this atomic generator working, build up enough pressure, I hope there's time. There. Joel. Yes? Here he is. Still fast asleep. Here, I'll open the door. I'll put him inside. Gently. Joel, are you sure? Hurry, hurry, Lara. He's injured. Good. Now, now stand back, Lara. Pressure's building up. How long will it take? Oh, I don't know. Look, the Temple of Wisdom's on fire. All the towers are crumbling. Here, come close to me, Lara. The end is not far off. The mountains are breaking up. Jorel, the pressure. What's happening? It's building up slowly. Perhaps you're too late if it doesn't happen soon. Lara, it's gone. Our son, our son is on his way to Earth. Screaming through space, the tiny steel rocket headed toward Earth, leaving the glowing fragments of the exploding planet Krypton behind it. Good heavens, Clark. Go on, Kent. Baby in the rocket. It was Superman, wasn't it? Yes, Chief. That is, he grew up to be the person we know as Superman. And now I'm going to tell you and Lois what happened to him and why I need your help so desperately. You see, Jorel had set the directional finders in the tiny rocket ship bearing his infant son toward this planet, Earth. A strange expression on his face. Clark Kent begins to tell Perry White and Lois Lane what happened to himself. What is the rest of the fabulous saga of Superman? That is Kent, 
now in such grave danger, actually going to reveal at last that he is Superman? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, and listen to The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow The Adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC publications. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, do something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Browsers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, at the conclusion of Clark Kent's amazing story of the planet Krypton, Lois Lane and Perry White are eager to question him. When Dr. Whistler, head meteorologist of the Metropolis Museum, died, Superman was alarmed because, apart from himself, only Whistler had known the importance of a meteor, a fragment of the former planet Krypton, which had fallen to Earth about a year ago and was now locked in the museum's vault. Deciding to take editor Perry White and Lois Lane into his confidence... Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, told them of the last days of the planet Krypton, where a race of Superman once lived. Knowing the planet was doomed, Jor-El, a brilliant young scientist, had just completed a tiny model of a rocket ship when Krypton began to disintegrate. Placing his infant son in the rocket, Jor-El directed it toward Earth and sent it away just as Krypton exploded into a million fragments. As we continue now, Perry White asks eagerly, the baby in the rocket. It was Superman, wasn't it, Kent? That's right, Chief. The rocket landed in a farmer's field not very far from here. The farmer and his wife rescued the baby and reared him as their own son. They gave him their name and they said... What sa- name, Clark? Clark. Oh, why, he, he, he came to be known as Superman, of course, Lois. Naturally. Clark, how do you know all this? Why, uh... Well, you, you might say I'm in Superman's confidence, Lois. It's a great story for us, Sunday Magazine section. Oh, by the way, uh, what happened to the farmer and his wife, Kent? They both died a few years ago. Oh, that's too bad. Well, go ahead, Kent. Well, as we know, Superman has been of invaluable help to us. 
Time and again, he saved us from injury and, well, even death. You can say that again. Well, therefore, anything that may place him in danger is our concern. Place Superman in danger? Are you kidding? Unfortunately, I'm not, Lois. Well, now, listen. That piece of kryptonite you mentioned is Superman's deadliest enemy. Eh? What did you say? I said that piece of kryptonite is Superman's deadliest enemy. If he comes within ten feet of it, he loses all his strength and powers. Told you that fantastic story. Kent, are you out of your mind? All right, I don't blame either one of you for doubting me. But unfortunately, my only witness, Dr. Whistler, is dead. He alone could tell you that due to some unexplained chemical or physical action that the piece of kryptonite, when placed in the Earth's atmosphere, robbed Superman of his strength. You mean that Dr. Whistler tested it on Superman? Yes. That's why he sealed the meteor in his private vault at the museum. Well, now... We were at war then, and Superman was too valuable to run the risk of placing him in danger. Oh, now you know why I turned pale when I read about Whistler's sudden death. I could just see that vault being opened by those who had no knowledge of the meteor's power. And I could see it falling into the hands of Superman's enemies. That's what shocked me. And it still does. Mm, you shouldn't wonder. Clark, you're not making this up, are you? Oh, hardly, Lois. As a matter of fact, the only reason I'm telling you the story is because I need your help to destroy that piece of kryptonite forever. If it's not destroyed, Superman may be destroyed. Well, there's only one answer to that. We'll get the museum and authorities to give the meteor up, take it out into the middle of the ocean, and dump it. Oh, if that could be done, Chief, we'll have repaid our debt to Superman. Why not? I've got some influence in this city. As a matter of fact, I'm on the board of directors of the museum. I'll call the chairman first thing in the morning. Well, that'll be wonderful, Chief. Well, what's the matter, Lois? Hmm? Still don't believe what I've told you? Oh, uh, yes, I believe it, all right. I was just thinking about some work I have to do at the office, Clark. I'd better run along. You could use some sleep anyway. Oh, no, I'm fine now. Gee, I'm completely relieved. Well, I'd better be going anyway. You coming, Chief? Yeah, might as well. All right, I'll open the door for you. Now, Lois is right, Kent. You could use a good night's sleep. Yes, I guess so. I'll be getting right into bed. Well, thanks a lot for coming over. Ah, forget it. Well, good night. Good night, Chief. Night, Lois. Good night, Clark. Vastly relieved and almost a little proud of himself for having been able to tell Lois and Perry White the story without revealing that he is Superman, Clark Kent turns out the living room lights, steps into the bedroom, and is shortly asleep. Hours go by, and a clock on a church steeple not far distant is striking midnight when he is awakened by a raucous voice in the street below. What's that? Superman in danger. Great Scott, what's he talking about? Up with this window. Newsboy! Boy! What paper are you selling? Good Lord. You want one? No, no, never mind. Thank you. Daily Planet. So that's why Lois said she had to get back to the office. She wanted to catch the last edition with a story. Oh, the fool, the stupid little fool. Doesn't she realize what she's done? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she didn't print the facts. Oh, I hope that's it. I'll call her at home. What's her number? Oh, yes, yes, I know. Oh, this is terrible. Simply terrible. Hello? Hello, Lois? Yes? Clark Kent. Oh, I thought you were going to bed. Well, I did, but I was awakened by a newsboy shouting an extra. Lois... You didn't print the story I told you, did you? Of course 
course I did. It's sensational. Oh, Lois. still running. But I told you not to let the story go any further. Uh, Especially the fact that the kryptonite is in the museum vault. I know, but I talked it over with Mr. White, and we decided it was too good to miss. Too Particularly good. since he's going to get that meteor out of the museum the first thing in the morning, and no harm can possibly be done. Don't you realize... Well, go back to sleep and forget about you it. You shouldn't have done it, Lois. It was a mistake, a terrible mistake. I don't think so. It's selling a lot of newspapers, and that's what counts. That's not what counts. Nothing's ca- going to happen, so don't worry. What? Good night, Clark. Good night, Lois. Returning the telephone receiver to its hook, Clark Kent stares off into space for long moments, hoping against hope that Lois is right, that nothing will happen. But something does. We'll return in a moment to find out what it is and to meet for the first time the most dangerous woman in the world. But first, we have something else important to tell you. Well, still listening, Pep Gang? Why, that's just fine, because here's more news about that wonderful real sundial wristwatch. What a honey this sundial wristwatch is in bright aluminum with a smart strap that keeps it flat on your wrist. Now, it's about as big around as the usual wristwatch. And when you're all set to use it, you merely lift the shadow hand or pointer and aim it due north, being careful to keep the instrument level. The sun casts the shadow of the pointer on the dial, showing the hour of the day. It's a barrel of fun, gang, as well as something really worth having when you're out in the sun, away from any clock, say, uh, on a scout patrol or in the country. I'm sure that you know that sundials have been used for telling time since ancient days when men still believed in witches and ghosts. And this one is a modern, streamlined version. Here's how you can get one. Just send in two box tops marked top from packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, along with 10 cents in cash, and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Don't delay. Send for your sundial wristwatch tonight so that you'll get it that much sooner. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Our scene is the sumptuous living room of a penthouse suite in one of the most exclusive apartment buildings in Metropolis. A thin, gaunt woman dressed in scarlet is seated on a dark velvet couch. On either side of her, their bulging green eyes reflecting the light from a floor lamp, is a coal black Persian cat. The woman is known only as the Scarlet Widow. And at the moment, she is reading Lois Lane's story in the late edition of the Daily Planet. And her long, bony fingers are caressing the paper as though the story had pleased her. The ghost of a smile plays about her bluish lips, and spots of color highlight her sunken parchment-like cheeks. Suddenly she looks up, and the short, weasel-faced man standing in front of her smiles. Interesting story, ain't it, Widow? Yes, Snickers. Very interesting. Law blimey. Wouldn't we have a rum go of it if we only had this Superman bloke under our thumbs, eh? No reason why we can't, provided this story is true. Oh, it's true, all right. There ain't nothing printed in the American papers what ain't true. Your faith in things American sometimes turns my stomach, Snickers. Don't be a fool. Americans are trickier than any other people. I wouldn't say that, Widow. Well, I would, and I know them better than you do. I was born here. I've lived with them. And now I've come back to turn them over to the enemy. Funny, isn't it? You, an Englishman, and I, an American, working for what is left of the enemy. A handful of Japs and Germans still in hiding, waiting. Planning. I ain't working for nothing but money and plenty of it. Or just as soon cut the king's throat as hero he tells for a prize. <laughs> beautiful sentiments, Snickers. Simply beautiful. But we're not cutting any throats. That's far too crude. The Scarlet Widow works with her mind. 
not her muscle. Ain't that the truth? Now, listen to me. You were perfectly right a moment ago when you said we'd have a rum go of it if we could get this Superman person under our thumb. Well, that's our goal, Snickers. And the first step is to lay our hands on the meteor mentioned in this story. How do we go about it? You're the best safe-cracker and lock-picker on the continent, bar none, aren't you? Eh, according to Scotland Yard, I am. Then a simple little museum vault should offer you no obstacle. It's now ten minutes after midnight. By dawn, that meteor should be in our possession. Think you can do it? If I can't with her, there ain't nobody what can. <laughs> Stroking her two sleek pets, the Scarlet Widow smiles understandingly. For a moment, her gray-green eyes resemble those of her cats. Then she nods. I believe you're right, Snickers. If you can't, nobody can. I'm going to let you try it tonight. And so, Clark Kent's fear that an enemy of Superman would come into possession of the one thing on Earth capable of rendering the Man of Steel harmless is about to be realized. What will happen? Will the Scarlet Widow get the piece of kryptonite? If she does... Then what? Don't miss a word of tomorrow's tense, exciting episode. Superman is fighting for his very life. So join with him as he battles against the most dangerous woman in the world, the Scarlet Widow. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, and follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, as we know, the Man of Steel is in imminent danger. For the Scarlet Widow is making plans to secure the one great threat to his strength. The fragment of the planet Krypton. For the first time in all his existence, Superman knows the meaning of fear. When a fragment of the planet Krypton, birthplace of the Man of Steel, came to Earth as a flaming meteor, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, learned to his horror that the green glowing piece of kryptonite in the Earth's atmosphere robbed him of his supernatural strength and powers made him a weakling. Unable to venture close enough to the kryptonite to destroy it, he influenced a meteorologist at the Metropolis Museum to place it in a sealed vault. But now that man is dead, and Kent fears that the only weapon on Earth capable of destroying him may fall into the hands of his enemies. And strangely enough, he is right. For even now, a woman known as the Scarlet Widow is making plans to gain possession of the deadly weapon. It is shortly after midnight, and we find Superman in his guise of Kent at the home of Inspector Henderson, chief of the Metropolis Police Department. Listen. I'm sorry to have had to drag you out of bed, Inspector, but the matter is urgent. Well, whatever it is, I'm sure it could have waited until morning, Kent. Oh, I'm afraid it can't. Here, read this. Read what? The story under the headline, Superman in Danger. 
Hey, what is this, a gag? No, it isn't. The story ran in yesterday's late edition of The Planet. Lois Lane wrote it. Hmm. Let's see. A great and powerful superman is in great danger of meeting his master. Reminds a date of a fragment of kryptonite capable of robbing superman of all strength and power is reposing in a sealed vault of the Metropolis Museum. Hey, what sort of nonsense is this, Kent? It's on the level, Inspector. There isn't time to go into detail. Lois had no business running the story, and well, what I'm afraid of now is that someone may try to get possession of that piece of kryptonite, and I want you to have it guarded. Oh, go on back home, Kent, and take a cold shower. Oh, wait. Well, a world of good. This is serious, Inspector, more serious than you realize, and every moment we waste is precious. Now, all I ask is that you authorize sending 50 men to guard the museum until morning. Now, is that asking too much when I tell you a great deal is at stake? You know, I really think you're serious. Of course I'm serious. It's a matter of life and death. Superman's life and death. All right, Kent. You win. I'll call headquarters and okay it. Good. I'll get the number for you. Don't bother. I've got a direct line on this phone. Uh, Connect me with Sergeant Mulroney. I want you to understand, Kent, that I'm doing this on your word. If, by any chance, this is a gag or a practical joke, I'll see that you spend the rest of your life in the city jail on bread and water. But even as Inspector Henderson puts through the call that will throw a police guard around the Metropolis Museum, the fear in Clark Kent's mind is taking shape and form as a small sedan moves quietly through the dark streets of the city en route to the museum. At the wheel is a nondescript character in a checked cap, but in the rear seat, well hidden save at intervals, when the yellow light of a street lamp flashes through the windows, are a strange couple. One of them is a woman, tall and thin and gaunt, garbed in scarlet. The other is a little sniveling cockney. The woman is known throughout the world as the Scarlet Widow. The little cockney's name is Sniggers. For long moments, they are both silent. Then the woman speaks. You told the driver exactly how to approach the museum, I hope, Sniggers. I even drew him a map, I did. Good. Then it should be smooth sailing. We'll circle the museum once to make sure the coast is clear. Then we'll drop you and wait for you on the southeast corner of 10th Street. Right, Al. It shouldn't take you very long. The crack in the vault ain't going to take no time at all. It's finding it what's going to take the time. Vaults are usually in the basement of a building. And remember, don't let the piece of kryptonite frighten you when you get the vault open. According to that story in the paper, it glows with an eerie, greenish light. Oh, you can rest easy, Widder. It's as good as in your hands right now, it is. The museum's on the next block. Look sharp, Snickers. Oh, blimey! Hold up, Benny! What's the matter, Snickers? Look, they got the museum surrounded. Police. Hundreds of them. No, there ain't that many, but it's enough. I ain't getting in there tonight, and that's a fact. I'm not so sure. You get out and get as close to the museum as possible without being seen. Tell the driver to shut the motor off. Shut it off, Benny! Now, what's on your mind, Widder? You've got to get into that museum tonight, Sniggers. Police or no police. It's quite evident the thing we want won't be there tomorrow. Now, Sam's right enough, but how do we do it? There's only one way. We'll lure some of those policemen away from the building. You'll have to slip through at the right moment. How do we lure them? And how do I get out once I'm in? Getting out will be a problem for you to solve. You're slippery enough to manage it. We'll lure them away from the building by setting this car on fire. Lord, blimey! We've got to work fast. You'll get going. The driver and I will take care of the car. The moment those policemen see it go up in flames, some of them will run over. That's when you'll get into the building. But I'm going to be easy with her. Nothing important is easy. Remember that. 
I'll be waiting at the apartment for you. Get going. Right, Anne. Goodbye and good luck. I'll be seeing you, I hope. Slipping into the darkness, little Cockney moves silently along a tree-bordered street, creeping closer and closer to the huge granite museum building, where, standing on the steps of the main entrance, is Clark Kent, conversing with Police Sergeant Mulrooney. The chances are nothing will happen, Sergeant, but we just want to make certain. Sure, it's like me old lady Bridget's always after saying. A pound of prevention, she says, is worth an ounce of cure. Or is it the other way around? Well, either way will do. <laughs> I imagine it'll be safe enough to send the men back to headquarters at dawn. I'm really sorry we had to bring them out, but it just couldn't be helped. Uh, what are we after Garden, Mr. Ken? It's nothing of any real value, Sergeant, except that... Hey, it has the... what's that on the next block? It looks like a fire. It ain't nothing else but an automobile. Adams, Clancy, O'Brien, get over there and see what's doing. Okay. Donovan, get to a firebox and ring an alarm on the double. Hey, Sergeant, maybe I can help. Go ahead if you wish. I'll stay here and keep an eye on things. I'll be right back. Unsuspecting, Clark Kent hurries in the direction of the burning car. His only thought that his help may be needed in rescuing whomever may be trapped in the fire. But no sooner is he out of sight than a shadowy figure slips into the place vacated by the absent policeman and hugging the museum wall moves along silently on cat-like feet until he reaches the delivery entrance to the building. There, a single officer is on guard. Stilling up behind him, the cockney sniggers, presses the sharp point of a knife into the small of the policeman's back. Hey, what the... Don't you move, you little, you little dead'un. The knife's just long enough to reach your heart and I knows how to get it there. Now keep your hands down at your sides and back slowly toward the door. Now, not a peep now... All right, hold up. I've got to get this here door open. Now keep your lips buttoned. This key ought to do it. Ain't no lock, it don't open. Ah, oh, still copper. Don't try nothing. Let's see now. There, does it? It's all right, she's open. Step inside, copper. We're taking a little tour of the museum, you and me. For educational purposes, you might say. With a steel blade pressed against his back, the helpless policeman can only follow instructions. Stepping into the delivery corridor, he hears the door close behind him. The Scarlet Widow has struck, and one strand of the deadly web she is weaving for Superman has been spun. Will Sniggers find the piece of kryptonite? We'll return in a moment with more tense excitement. But first... Yes, Pep Gang, more exciting news about that new Kellogg's Pep Sundial wristwatch with a regular strap for your wrist. And news about how you can get one, too. You see, this swell instrument is just the thing you've been waiting for, for some real sport. You let nature and the sun help you tell time. And it's really easy. You just aim the pointer on the Sundial wristwatch due north. The sun casts the pointer's shadow on the dial, showing the hour of the day. And you can read off the hour quick as a flash. What a grand time you and the rest of the gang can have with this shiny aluminum wrist piece. Now, here's how you get it. Send in two box tops marked top from packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, along with ten cents in cash and your name and full address, clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Send in today. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. The Scarlet Widow's flaming automobile is now a mass of water-soaked junk on the street. And the fire engines have left the scene. Clark Kent, back on the museum steps with Sergeant Mulrooney, and unaware that Sniggers has gained entrance to the building, is strangely puzzled. Now that car was empty. 
No sign of a driver. It might have been a stolen car, and when it took fire, the feller beat it. Yes, that's possible, but I don't know. I just got a funny feeling there's more to it than that. Uh, what do you mean? Everything was all right back here, wasn't it? Yeah, quiet as a church mouse. Uh, I guess I'm wrong, then. I, I just had the Excuse feeling that... Excuse me, Sergeant. Yes, what is it, Mike? You didn't see Halloran around, did you? Halloran? No, the last I saw him, he was over at the side of the building at the delivery entrance. Well, he's not there now, but we've only got 49 men. But what are you talking about? Sergeant. Yes, Kent? Someone got into the museum and took Halloran with him. And great Scott, he, he's got the kryptonite. Startled, the police sergeant stares at Clark Kent in evident disbelief. But Kent is right. For even as he speaks, the X-ray eyes of Superman have pierced the granite walls of the building and are watching Sniggers, the cockney, lift the jagged, green-glowing piece of kryptonite from a jimmied vault in the basement. Now only the guns of the police can stop the Scarlet Widow's emissary. For Superman is helpless. What will happen? Tomorrow's episode is the most exciting you've ever heard. So don't miss it. Tune in same time, same station for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station. By the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in the Superman DC publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, as Clark Kent, he hopes to find some way of preventing the Scarlet Widow's henchmen from removing the fragment of kryptonite from the museum vault. When Dr. Whistler, chief meteorologist at the Metropolis Museum, suddenly died, Superman feared that a piece of kryptonite locked in the museum's vault might fall into the hands of his enemies. The kryptonite was a fragment of the former planet on which Superman had been born, and it had the strange power to rob the man of steel of all his strength when he approached within ten feet of it. That Superman's fears were well-founded, we learned when we met a woman known only as the Scarlet Widow. In an attempt to gain possession of the kryptonite, the widow arranged it so that her cockney assistant, Sniggers, got through a cordon of police surrounding the museum and forced one of the officers to lead him into the museum basement at Knife Point. Kent, who had been lured from the entrance of the building, returned to find the policeman missing. Instantly, the X-ray vision of Superman penetrated into the basement. As Clark Kent, he gave Sergeant Mulrooney the answer. Somebody got into the museum and took Halloran with him. He's in the basement now, at the vault. He's a little fellow, and Halloran is sitting in a chair, handcuffed. In the basement of the museum? Yes, the little fellow's trying to open the vault. He's after the kryptonite. Come on, Sergeant. He went in the side entrance. Yeah, and how would you be knowing all this? Never mind, come on. Take my word for it, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that I doubt, meaning no offense. I'll prove it to you, come on. Around to the side entrance. Nathan, why would a man be after breaking into a museum in the dead of night? Answer me that one, Mr. Kent. Because there's something valuable in there. All right. Here's the door. Is there a bell that we can ring for the watchman? Oh, the door's unlocked. Now I'm convinced that you're... Saints alive, it is unlocked. 
Now, how could that be? The thief went in this way. Come on. Nathan, would you look at this place? Dark as a graveyard. And them white statues standing there like ghosts. Wait till they get me flashlight working. Now, now to find the watchman. Never mind him. We've got to get downstairs before the thief gets away with the kryptonite. This way. Kryptonite? Oh, so that's what it is, is it? Yes. You believe that wild yarn in the papers about a piece of a meteor that can knock out a Superman, huh? Now, that ain't a funny one. It's not at all funny, Sergeant. It's malarkey. That's what it is. No, it isn't. Look now. Is that why the inspector put us to guard this place tonight? Yes, and it's a... Don't move, Don't Somebody's behind us. Don't move. Hey, God, take on. What you fellas do here? How you get in? Oh, the police. Yeah, police. Who are you? Svensson. Hey, a watchman. How you come in here? Stop pointing that gun at us. We got in through the delivery door that you forgot to lock. Hey, no, forget. Hey, lock and they check every hour. There you see, Sergeant. Somebody did get in here, and he's in the basement now. Come on, and keep your voices down. Someone else is here. Yes, down at the vault. Come on, Sergeant. You'd better come along, too, Swenson. Ah, hey, come. You know, you may be right at that, Kent. If the watchman's sure he locked that door... Oh, he's quiet. Someone must have stuck a gun in Halloran's back and forced him inside. That's what I've been trying to tell you, only it wasn't a gun. It was a knife. How would you be knowing that? Nobody could come in here. Right, Scott. He's got it. Who's got what? Why you stop for? I I saw the, the... I saw the stairs just ahead. Come on, let's go. Hurry. No, 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 no. Take it easy, Kent. Hey, Deloitte, Jack Hoffman. Listen. I got them new involved, Jack, and he's his part. Kent. Jumpin' here, Winnie. Here's some fella in Quiet, Svensson. Come on. Let's sneak in closer. Yeah. This here must be the box that we wanted. Feels Lord Levitt, Jack. Only Kent. You're a looking policeman, Jack. Sitting there with your own big handcuffs on. He's got, he's got Helen, all right. They're in that room right ahead. You see his flash going on and off? Yes, I see. That is Voldrum. I wonder if she could have been through to you about what's in this here box. Now, look, Swenson. When we get to the door of that room, you and I'll shine our flashlights inside. But if there's any shooting to be done, let me do it. You understand? Yeah, I know. All right, come on, Kent. Okay. And mind, walk quiet. Oh, I know she wouldn't tell me, but he won't hurt nobody if I take a little peek, will he? I'll... Wait, Sergeant. What? What are you stopping for, Kent? I... I can't go any further. Yeah, what's this here? It glows green, it does. Just like he said. It goes like a blooming dynamo. What's the matter, Kent? Are you scared? Yes. I mean, no. Not of a man. All right, you stay here if you're scared. Come on, Swenson. Yeah, hey, come. Oh, don't. You endanger Halloran. Go my arm, Kent. Oh, why? Who's that? Oh, you scared? Shut up, step on me. Go. Shut up, shut up. All right, now. Come on, boys. No, you don't. You take one step and I'll cut. Hold it. Hey, listen, you. Now, you listen to me. I'm standing right behind your pal with me knife in his back, see? You take one step and I'll push it through his heart. Jump in, ye mini. You better not. We've got this museum surrounded. You ain't got a chance to get away. Oh, yes, I have. Me and this Bobby's going to walk out of this here museum, and you and them blokes outside is going to let us. As your pal is indebted. Why, you... Come back, Sergeant. You've got to do as he says. Are you crazy too, Kent? No. Let him walk out with Calloran and, and whatever he stole out of the vault. Listen, your duty is to save Halloran's life. This fellow will let him go as soon as he thinks he has a safe start on us. Besides, I know where he's going. This knife is just hitching in the end. What's it going to be? You say you know where he's going, Kent? Why, I... 
I promise I'll get back whatever he stole. I'll take full responsibility with Inspector Henderson, too. Go on, tell him you'll do it, Sergeant. Tell him. Well, okay, Kent. But you'll have to answer to the inspector like you say. I will. All right, then. We'll let you out, you low-livered skunk. But if you so much as harm one hair of Halloran's head, it'll be too bad for you. <laughs> I thought you'd see it my way. Listen, then. Turn around and walk back upstairs. You... We'll be right behind you. Me with this knife in the bobby's back. Now start walking. Come on, Kent. You too, Swenson. Now, up on your feet and walk, Bobby. When you get to the museum entrance, you say to your police blokes to let us through, see? And no tricks if you want to see your pal alive again. Followed by the wary Sniggers and his police hostage, Clark Kent, Sergeant Mulrooney, and Svensson move through the dark museum to the side entrance. Does Kent really intend to allow Sniggers to escape with the crypt tonight? We'll return in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. Say, gang, this is the last chance I'll have this week to tell you about the wonderful Kellogg's Pep Offer that's going on right now. It's a modern, up-to-date sundial wristwatch that enables you to tell time by the sun easily and quickly. And what a beautiful instrument this all-aluminum timepiece is. Now, it's about as big around as the usual wristwatch with a regular strap that holds it snug and flat on your wrist. When you're ready to use it, just lift the shadow hand or pointer and aim it due north. The sun's rays will make the shadow of the pointer fall on the dial, showing the hour of the day. You'll want to wear this watch whenever you're out of doors on hikes or when you're playing secret games with a gang. You can set a time for meeting like, meet me when the shadow falls at five. Boy, what a lot of fun you and the rest of the kids will have with this sundial wristwatch. Yes, sir, you'll get a great kick out of it. And you can get one easily, gang. Here's how. Just send in two box tops marked top from packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Be the first in your neighborhood to own a modern sundial wristwatch. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Persuaded by Clark Kent... Sergeant Mulroney has permitted Sniggers to leave the museum and pass safely through the police guard. Carrying the lead box containing the kryptonite, and with his knife threatening a handcuffed policeman, Sniggers proceeded six blocks up a dark street, where he ordered Halloran to return to the museum. Then the little cockney took to his heels. Meanwhile, Kent has slipped away from the sergeant and resumed his true identity of Superman, and is now hovering high above the fleeing Sniggers. There he goes. He's got the kryptonite. Got to take him by surprise. Grab the box before he sees me. Before he can open it. I mustn't scare him or he might drop it. Down behind him, slowly. Slowly. He mustn't hear me. Slower still. Easy. Almost got him now. He hasn't heard me yet. He just doesn't turn around. Hey, hey, what, what was that? He heard me. He sees me. Down to him. Down. I got you now. I want that box. Come on, give it to me. Oh, he dropped it. The kryptonite rolled out. You dropped out of the sky, you did. I see you. I know you are. You're Superman. The kryptonite. Put it back in the lead box. Hurry. I can't stand. Oh, look at you. Staggering uh, like a drunk, you are. The kryptonite. Put it back. Put it back, nothing. The winter was right. Please. This here stuff knocks you out, it does. Law uh, ain't your sight. I. 
Blimey. Now, will you look at that? Passed out cold, he did. My eye, that was a better squeak. Here, I'd better get this thing back in the box and get out of here quick. There, there we are. Now, wait a minute, Sniggers, me lad. Why don't we take this here Superman to the widow too? See, now, won't the widow like that? Superman and the stuff to finish him off too. <laughs> I'll drag him to the street. <laughs> uh, uh, find a taxi cab. My great friend coming from Masquerade Party, I'll say. <laughs> Sniggers, you got a knob on you. <laughs> the widow's going to be mighty pleased and generous with the pound note she is. Come on, <laughs> come on, Mister Superman, your you royal highness. <laughs> Shortling with glee, the little cockney drags the inert Superman through the dark street. The Man of Steel's eyes are closed. His head rests on his chest, and his red cape trails in the gutter like a broken wing. What will happen? Is this the end of the once mighty Superman? Don't miss Monday's dramatic episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in the Superman DC publication. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, with the Man of Steel robbed of all consciousness by the glowing fragment of the planet Krypton, the little Cockney Sniggers is planning a startling surprise for the Scarlet Widow. The one thing in the world which Superman fears, a piece of green glowing kryptonite from the shattered planet on which he was born, 
and which has the power to rob him of all his great strength, has been stolen from its vault in the Metropolis Museum. Superman followed the thief, a little cockney named Sniggers, but when he seized him on a nearby street, Sniggers dropped the lead box containing the kryptonite. The box sprang open, and the strange rays emanating from within overpowered the Man of Steel. Delighted with his good fortune, Sniggers seized the limp, unconscious Superman by the collar. And as we continue now, he is dragging him through a dark street, intent on finding a taxicab and taking Superman and the kryptonite to his employer, the dangerous woman known as the Scarlet Widow. Listen. Lord, blimey. This here Superman is happy, he is. If I can only get him to the corner and find a hack, I'll tell the driver my friend in the fancy costume took a nip too many at a masquerade party he did. <laughs> well, the widow will be glad to see him, eh? Him in the green shining stuff in this here box. Snigger, she'll say, there's a hundred pounds for you. hundred pounds, nothing. This night's work is worth a thousand pounds, it is. Hey, who's coming? It's a bloomy policeman. Curse the luck, I can't let him find me. He know what happened at the museum tonight. He might even be looking for me now. I'll have to leave Superman here and hop it through this alley. The widow'll have to be satisfied with this here box she sent me for. Toodle Mr. Superman. I'll be seeing you again, I will. Leaving Superman sprawled across the dark sidewalk, the little cockney darts into an alley, the box of kryptonite clutched tightly under his arm. As the blue-coated policeman patrolling his beat spies the inert man of steel and quickens his steps. Hey, then what's this? Sorry, me. And would you look at the outline this clothes on him? He's breathing. There don't, don't seem to be nothing wrong with him. Drunk he must be from some fancy ball or masquerade party. Come on now, wake up. Wake up, I say. But you won't. Well, then my club to the salt your feet will make you. Oh. Oh, oh. you're coming too, are you? Oh. What? Where? What and where indeed? Huh? And you think this sidewalk is a feather bed? Huh? Sidewalk? Why? Uh, where am I? Are you asking me now? Oh. Told you a fine thing, a young gentleman like yourself getting drunk and passing out in the street. What? I'm not drunk. Oh, wait a minute, I remember. Oh. Oh, I'm still dizzy. Here yeah, now, don't be falling down again. No, no, I, I'm all right. Officer, where did the, the little man go? Oh, well, little man, is he? Yes, yes, he speaks with a with a cockney accent. Where is he? Surely he must have flown away with the pink elephants and the purple cow. Oh, I'm serious. Now, listen to me, lad. I tell you, a little Englishman was here. He had a lead box with a the piece of kryptonite. He stole it from the Metropolis Museum. We've got to find him, officer, and get it back. Oh, you listen to me, young friend, and take yourself off to bed. No, you I listen. don't want to have to run you in. Good heavens, how can I make you understand? I still feel weak. I don't know if I can get off the ground. Off the ground, he says. I've heard enough. And patient as a saint I've been. I'm giving you fair warning, me lad. Now, look. If you're not gone from here before I reach the patrol box, I'll be calling the wagon for you, and you'll sleep the night in the cell. Now, wait a minute. I'll be gone. But, officer... On your way. It's a shame to be a circus in me. Oh, you won't believe me. I've got to go after that kryptonite myself. I've got to find that little thief. I must. Now, the museum is behind me. I know he didn't go that way, so I look in this direction. Up! And away! <laughs> 
Leaping into a starry sky, Superman streaks above the quiet, night-filled streets, searching desperately for Sniggers. Almost the length of Metropolis he ranges. And then back, and then from west to east and back again. Crawling on his powerful muscles for speed and yet more speed. But the little cockney and the kryptonite have disappeared. Then, finally, as the first crimson fingers of dawn pluck at the gray curtain of the horizon, the man of steel admits defeat. And his heart, filled with a fear such as he has never known before, turns toward police headquarters to seek aid. Meanwhile, in a magnificent, ornately furnished house apartment atop one of the city's most exclusive residence buildings, the ominous thing which Superman fears is swiftly taking shape. On a white velvet sofa sits a tall, gaunt, ugly woman clothed in a flaming scarlet gown. Her hands long and withered, the nails gleaming scarlet, stroke two black tailless cats which crouch on either side of her, their eyes fixed on a square leaden box which rests on a graceful pedestal of marble. The woman's small piercing black eyes are fixed hungrily, gloatingly on the same box. And now she, the scarlet widow known as the most dangerous woman in the world, speaks to Sniggers the Cockney, who stands at the pedestal, an eager look on his sly ferret-like face. Take the kryptonite from its box, Sniggers. I wish to see it and hear it. Lord blimey, with you. How many times have you got to see it? It ain't changed none. I love to see it. More than that, I love to hear the sound it makes. The sound of power. Well, I don't. But everyone to his own taste, I says. Take it from its box. Set it on the pedestal. Uh, well, I'll get me gloves on. This stuff burns, it does. No, I don't understand you, with it. You'll understand when the money blows in. Oh, it will, eh? I suppose it'll blow in that there window, will it? What I wants to know See is... how beautifully it glows. Hear the lovely sound it makes. Like beautiful music. Music? <laughs> Ain't like no music I ever heard. Now, look here, with it. I risked me life for this blooming stuff tonight, I did. What I wants to know is, what's it worth? Enough for both of us, Snickers. How? Where's it going to come from? From that piece of kryptonite. But how? How? The stuff ain't more valuable than gold, is it? Much more valuable than gold, Snickers. Because of what it can do to Superman. On account of it can knock him out. Exactly. Put the kryptonite back in its box now. It's disturbing my pets. There, there. Well, I don't get it. I don't understand why this stuff's better than gold on account of it can put Superman to sleep. Perhaps it can put him to sleep forever. So what? What I want to know is, how's it going to put English pounds into my pocket? You're a fool, Sniggers. Don't you know that some of the most brilliant and powerful criminals in the world saw their great plans ruined, went to jail, all because of Superman? Oh, sure, I know that. Blokes like the Teufel and the Vulture and... Papa Rauschen, the one they call the laugher. I read about him in a magazine. Exactly. Think what it would mean to such men if Superman were put out of the way forever. No, I don't see how it would mean much to him. They're in jail. <laughs> You'll see very shortly, Snickers. When? This very morning. Perhaps at any moment. We'll have some visitors. They'll restore the Scarlet Widow to her former glory. They will bring money. Money, eh? A great deal of money. The days of scrimping and petty schemes to steal a few thousand are over. I'll be able to have everything again. Everything. And their money and my brains and influence will give me power such as even I have never had before. 
<laughs> that listens good to me, Widow. Uh, who's the visitors we're expecting? They should be here very soon now. Uh, oh, who's it? Someone's at the door. Don't be alarmed, Snickers. It, it might be the bobbies. It... We would have been warned if it were the police. Come. Come Come where? To admit our visitors, of course. Oh. They're the ones I told you about. <laughs> They're very impatient, but not as impatient as I. Come, Snickers. And prepare yourself for a big surprise. Her gaunt, bony face lit with eagerness. The scarlet widow hurries to the door, followed by Sniggers. Who are her mysterious visitors? We'll return in a moment to learn more about them. But first, say, gang, suppose you're out on a hike sometime, and you want to know about what time it is, whether you ought to be starting back or not. Well, you can tell the hour of the day by the sun if you've got a modern sundial wristwatch, the kind Kellogg's Pep is putting out. Sure, you just lift the pointer on that shiny aluminum dial and aim it due north. Then, see where the sun's rays make the shadow of the pointer fall on the dial, and that's the hour of the day. Mighty handy, isn't it? Mighty smart looking, too. Now, here's the easy way you can get your sundial wristwatch. Ask Mother to get a couple of packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Tear off the two box tops, be sure you get the ones marked top, and send them in along with ten cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. And remember, this offer will be on for only a short time, so better hop to it. Have Mom get you some pep today so that you can send for your modern sundial wristwatch. Remember the name, it's P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In her ornately furnished penthouse apartment in Metropolis, where Sniggers has brought the stolen kryptonite, the woman known as the Scarlet Widow is opening the door to her mysterious visitors. Four men, their coat collars above their chins, and their hats pulled low over their eyes, silently enter the apartment. The door closes behind them. One by one, they remove their hats. A faint smile plays about the Scarlet Widow's thin lips as she greets them. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm indeed very happy to see each of you. Who are the four men assembled in the Scarlet Widow's apartment? The little cockney sniggers stares at them in frank amazement. As still silent, they file into the drawing room where the deadly piece of kryptonite rests in its lead box on the marble pedestal. Who are they? And what plan has the widow in mind? Fellows and girls, Superman has never been in such peril. So don't miss a word of tomorrow's exciting episode. Tune in, same time, same station... For the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday... Same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Publications. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, do something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. 
from the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman. And today there's a big surprise in store as we learn the identity of the four visitors to the Scarlet Widow. A fragment of the former planet Krypton on which Superman was born and which by some strange chemical action renders him weak and helpless when he comes within ten feet of it has been stolen from the Metropolis Museum by a henchman of the Scarlet Widow who is known as the most dangerous woman in the world. While Superman seeks desperately to trace the kryptonite, his four deadliest enemies arrive mysteriously at the Scarlet Widow's ornate penthouse apartment. As we continue now, Sniggers, the Widow's ferret-faced little henchman, gasps in amazement as the four master criminals are about to enter the drawing room. Listen. No, blimey, it can't be. <laughs> what can't be, Snickers? These dokes right here in our place. I recognize them from their photographs. This skinny one is the vulture. He's in the death cell of the big house this very minute he is. <laughs> If I am, this is the finest death cell I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you, Vulture. <laughs> and this one here with the thick glasses, he's the one they call the devil. Yeah, I'm the typer, which means the devil. You hear that with it? And this one here, what looks like a school teacher, he's Papa Roush. Yeah. And that's this great digging with a laugher, ain't you? <laughs> I'm the laughter, all right. I'm dreaming, I am. These blokes is all in jail. Yes, it's quite yeah, jail. You, you gentlemen will wait in the drawing room. I'll join you in a moment. Thank you, Widow. Lord, blimey. Wipe that silly look off your face and listen to me, Snickers. I'm dreaming, I am. They're all in jail. You stupid fool, will you stop repeating that? They were in jail, but they're here now. Thanks to me. You, Widow? You, you mean you got them out? Of course I did. But how? How could you? That's my secret. One of my many secrets. I don't understand. It doesn't matter what you understand. We're wasting time. Those four men in there mean money to us. A great deal of money, Snickers. Money? Now you're talking with it. But they're dangerous. And when they find out why they're here, well, they might forget the debt they owe me and become impulsive. Do you understand? Right, Al. Now, there's only one way out of this penthouse, our private elevator. I want you to make sure that the Turk and Rene are both in it and that nobody leaves this apartment unless I personally give permission. Hurry now. And join me in the drawing room. Right there, waiter. Consider it done. Now for the greatest coup of my career. Sorry to keep you waiting, gentlemen. Ah, widow, you're lovelier than ever. What a magnificent gum. 
Thank you, Valcha. You are even more beautiful than when I saw you last in Berlin before the war. Still the same flatterer I see, Papa Rausch. Valcha, I speak the truth, do I not? You certainly do. Take this chair, Widow. Oh, I prefer to sit on this couch with my cats. Come here, my pretties. Those are beautiful cats, Widow. Mm-hmm. You have much in common with them, Valcha. And you too, Papa Rausch. You fawn and flatter me, but the moment my back is turned, you unsheath your claws. <laughs> That's telling them, Widow. You're a woman after my own heart. <laughs> Enough of this byplay. The widow did not risk her skin to bring the four of us here in order to hear compliments. Am I right? You certainly are, Teufel. I had you brought here to offer you the greatest opportunity of your lives. For a price, of course. Well, what is it? Yes, Tell what us. is it? You, Vulture. Yesterday at this time, you sat in the death house. Who put you there? Superman. If not for him, I would have been free. And the richest man in the world. Ah, you, Papa Rausch. Two years ago, you were Germany's number one espionage agent. You were well on your way to destroying all of America's war plants with your tiny model planes, but somebody stopped you. Who was it? Superman. No one else could stop Lotha, you. you controlled practically every big racket in the United States. You were feared from one end of the country to the other as the king of America's gangsters. You seemed beyond the reach of the law. Until Superman horned in and blast him. I'd still have been the boss of the rackets and rolling in wealth if not for him. I had the organization, the brains, the connections. But Superman was too much for me. Always. 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 Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. I take it we are all agreed then that Superman was and is the one insurmountable obstacle in your path. But Superman still lives, and while he lives, we, clever and powerful as we are, are helpless, doomed to hide from him like outcast dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Trust the to hit the bullseye. Why do you laugh, you know? Is that why you brought us here to laugh at us? No. I'll tell you why I brought you here, Teufel. It was to offer each one of you, for a price, the means to conquer Superman. Conquer Superman? What is this this nonsense you speak, Widow? You all know the Scarlet Widow. You should know that she never speaks nonsense. But but, but, what? I will show you. Snickers! What will it be, Widow? Remove the kryptonite from its box and place it on the pedestal. Water. I just give me gloves on first. Kryptonite. What is that? Patience, gentlemen. What's that? A piece of coal? Coal is not green, vulture. Coal doesn't make noise either. That strange green glow, like cold light, and the sound, almost as if, as if the object was radioactive. What is this, widow? That, my friends, is kryptonite, a fragment of the planet Krypton, on which Superman was born. Kryptonite? When Superman comes within ten feet of this piece of kryptonite, he loses all his strength and becomes helpless. Superman helpless? I I see him knock him out myself. I'd be with my own eyes. Ridiculous. I don't believe it. (laughs) Gentlemen. a whopper if I ever heard one. Gentlemen, you forget yourselves. It is I, the Scarlet Widow, who assures you that what Snickers has just told you is the truth. Can you hold this, Widow? Yes, but let me finish. I propose to cut the kryptonite into four equal pieces and sell them to each of you gentlemen for one million dollars each. What? For one million dollars. Each of you may become the master of Superman. Himmel, if what you say is true, Widow. It's (laughs) true. That's what you say, Widow. I'm not doubting your word, see? But a million bucks ain't hay. 
Sir, if you can prove what you say, I'll dig up a million quicker than you can wink. Yes, and I. I do not have that much money, but I will secure it. How about you, Teufel? Prove what you say, Widow. And money is no option. Good. I'll prove it. How are you going to do it, Widow? Leave it to me, Snickers. Step over to the desk. Gentlemen, your dreams and mine are about to come true. What is the Scarlet Widow's scheme? We'll return in a moment to find out. But first, say, gang, I hope you got a pencil handy so that you can jot this down, because I want to tell you again how to get your streamlined sundial wristwatch from Kellogg's Pet. First, ask Mom to get you a couple of packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Tear off the two box tops, be sure they're the ones marked top, and send them in along with ten cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed. Send them to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Get your modern sundial wristwatch from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. More than 24 hours have elapsed since the kryptonite was stolen from the Metropolis Museum by Sniggers, the Scarlet Widow's cockney henchman. Unable to trace Sniggers, and alarmed by the reported jailbreaks of De Teufel, the Laugher, Papa Roush, and the Vulture, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, is in the office of Captain Donovan, Assistant Chief of Police. This is terrible, Captain Donovan. If any one of those four criminals get hold of the kryptonite, I... Well, I I, I don't even want to think of what might happen. Ah, uh, will you forget that silly kryptonite, Kent? Forget it! You don't seem to understand. Until the kryptonite is recovered and destroyed, I'm in danger of my life. You're in danger. Oh, uh, well, I, I mean Superman, of course. Superman in danger of his life. Are you out of your mind? You just listen to me and believe me. I got a hunch that the escapes of Der Teufel, the Laffer, Papa Roush, and the Vulture are tied up with the theft of that kryptonite. Now I know you're crazy. But if you... Look, Kent, I've been patient as long as I could because you and your paper have helped the department in the past. But the four greatest criminals in the country have broken out of jail, heaven knows how, and I can't waste any more time listening to fairy tales about some... some old meteor that can finish off Superman. It's no fairy tale. I say it is an... Excuse me, that's my phone. Hello? Clark Kent there, please. Kent, uh, just a minute. It's for you. Oh, thanks. Hello? Kent, this is Burroughs at the office. Oh, yes, Burroughs. Look, you're working on the kryptonite story, aren't you? Oh, I certainly am. What well, have you got? The thing happened a couple of hours ago, and it's just been brought to my attention. An ad was delivered to our classified department by a special messenger. It's signed, The Widow, and the $100 bill was attached. She wanted a big 10-inch ad. Who's The Widow? Well, how do I know? But get this. The ad was addressed to Superman. Superman? That's right. Read it to me, quickly. Okay, here it is. Superman, if you will appear above the Metropolis Bank Spire tonight, exactly at midnight, and look straight east, you will see three winking lights, red, white, and blue. Come to the lights within five seconds, and you will be given an opportunity to obtain the kryptonite. Follow directions, no tricks. This is your only chance. The widow. You got it, Kent? I got it. I don't hear you laughing. I'm not laughing. So long, and thanks, Burroughs. Well, what's up, Kent? Oh, this is it, Captain Donovan. Now, what are you talking about? Let's see. It's almost 11 o'clock. In just a little over an hour, Superman will either be back with the kryptonite or... Or what? Or he'll never be back again. So long, Captain. His face grim, Superman and his guise of Clark Kent hurries through the busy station house to keep a mysterious appointment with the Scarlet Widow. An appointment which may mean his death. What will happen? Don't miss tomorrow's thrilling episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, for the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. 
able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Publications. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman for whom the Scarlet Widow has today set a cunning trap. By a strange chemical action, a piece of the shattered planet Krypton on which Superman was born robs the Man of Steel of all his great strength when he comes within ten feet of it. A woman called the Scarlet Widow arranged to have the kryptonite stolen from the Metropolis Museum and then assembled Superman's four deadliest enemies, the Vulture, Der Teufel, Papa Rausch, and the Laugher, and offered to sell each of them one quarter of the kryptonite for a million dollars. They demanded that the widow prove the power of the kryptonite. She agreed. And as we continue now, on the moonlit terrace of her penthouse apartment, the gaunt, ugly widow, her little henchman Sniggers, and the four master criminals wait tensely. Behind them in the almost darkened drawing room, a green, glowing, eerily humming fragment of kryptonite rests on a marble pedestal. Listen. What time is it now with the... 11.57, Sniggers. In exactly three minutes at midnight, you'll see Superman in the sky to the west, above the Metropolis Bank Spire. Suppose he doesn't show up. He will, Vulture. How can you be so sure that Daily Planet did not publish the advertisement you sent them? I explained that before, Papa Rausch. The Daily Planet seems to have some sort of contact with Superman, especially a reporter named Clark Kent. Kent, he's the one who was in the museum with the bobbies last night when I copped the clip tonight. Yes, I'm sure he saw to it that my advertisement came to the attention of Superman. Just two minutes more and we'll know. You've got the red, white, and blue flashlights ready, Snickers. Right here, got the three of them right here. As soon as we see him, I give you the word. Flash them one at a time. Then you, Vulture, and Teufel, Papa Rausch, and Laffer, step back into the drawing room and stand near the kryptonite where you'll be safe. Widow, I just thought of something. Superman is clever as well as amazingly powerful. If he does appear, how are we going to persuade him to come within ten feet of the kryptonite? Himmel, I forgot that. Ah, yeah. He won't be so... Don't worry, gentlemen. I, too, thought of that, and I've made the necessary arrangements. Oh, yes, Snickers and I cut some small fragments from the kryptonite. The toughener cut in steel, it was. We buried them in the flower pots around the room and terrace. The flower pots and plants are green, and the fragments are so tiny that the faint green glow they give off won't be noticed. I hope. Superman has the eyes of an eagle. <laughs> Two eagles. My instructions said he had to arrive here within five seconds after he saw the signal lights, if he wanted to obtain the kryptonite. He'll see the big piece on the pedestal and us by the time he notices the tiny particles in the flower pots, if he does. <laughs> It'll be too late. <laughs> Ain't she got her head on her, though? <laughs> yeah, but what if it... What is that? A church clock striking midnight. Now watch above the Metropolis Bank Spire. Straight west there. In a moment you'll see Superman. Look, there he is! Yes, I told you he'd well, come. Where well, is he? Where is he? Where is he? All of you, get back near the kryptonite. Hurry, hurry, all of you, get back here. Ready for the flashlights, niggers? First the red, then the white, then the blue. Hold each one about a second. 
Then repeat. As the four criminals rush into the drawing room and Snickers prepares to signal Superman, the Man of Steel hovers above the tall bank spire, his keen eyes searching the east. I don't see any signal lights. I get... Wait. There's a red light flashing. And white. And a blue. From that penthouse terrace. Man and a woman there. Ah, the man is the little cockney who stole the kryptonite. It must... Yes, there it is. On a pedestal in the apartment. And those four men near it. I thought so. Der Teufel, the Laugher, Papa Rausch, and the Vulture. Now, what... Oh, so that's the little trap they set for me, eh? Tiny particles of kryptonite hidden in those flower pots. They thought I wouldn't see them. Well, I'll just get the police and we... No, I can't let them out of my sight. They said they'd only wait five seconds. Uh-oh, here they go back into the house now. What'll I do? I can't lose the kryptonite again and I can't risk letting Teufel and those others get away. Those tiny pieces of kryptonite might not affect me. They don't glow much. And I'll stay away from the big fragment. Oh, I'm taking a long chance, but I've got to. If I feel myself going weak, I'll get away. All right, here goes, then. Down to that terrace. Down! Good evening. Look, there he is! Superman. Superman. Well, this seems just like old home week. I'm not surprised to see you here, Teufel, and you others. I suppose you are the woman who signed that advertisement, madam? Yes, I'm the widow. Come in, Superman. No, thanks. I'll stay here, if you don't mind. I was afraid of the blooming kryptonite he is. You and I have a score to settle later, my little cockney friend, but we'll get to that. All right, widow and gentlemen. What have you got to say now when you see the kryptonite fragment so cleverly hidden in the flower pots? Don't affect... Don't affect... Look, it's a kryptonite. It's getting him. I've got to get away. Why don't you fly, Mr. Superman? He's fainted. Blimey, just like he had last night, out like a light he is. I cannot believe it. Steinhund lies like a dead body. You were right, Widow. You're wonderful. Oh, his heart still beats. Quick, help me pull him to the big piece of cut tonight. We keep him there until he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Splendid idea, Teufel. Give us a hand, Laffer. Wait, stop where you are, all of you. Why, Widow? We have him now. We will finish him forever. Uh, yes, and then you won't have to buy the kryptonite, is that it? Very smart, my friends, but it won't work. If you want to destroy Superman, that's your affair. But you'll each have to pay me a million dollars for a quarter share of the kryptonite. First. You're a clever woman, Widow. Much too clever. Be careful, Vulture. I had you brought from the death house. Just one word from me and you'll go back. <laughs> She's right, Vulture. Let's play it her way. It's worth a million dollars. With Superman out of the way, the sky is the limit for us. <laughs> All right, Widow. Divide the kryptonite. I'll pay for my share. So will I. All right. I'll pay too. Good. Sniggers, yes. get the children drills. Hurry. Right there with you. Four million dollars. Sleep tight, Mr. Superman. <laughs> Gleefully, Sniggers rushes off to bring tools to divide the kryptonite among Superman's deadliest enemies, while the Man of Steel sprawls motionless at their feet. We'll return in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. <laughs> 
Say, gang, it's not only a good idea for you to have a smart sundial wristwatch, the kind Kellogg's Pep is putting out, but all your friends ought to have one, too. Sure, because then you can tell time by the sun and make arrangements to meet, like a, I'll see you at the football field when the shadow falls on four, or a, club meeting will start when the shadow falls at three. You see, this sundial wristwatch is doggone good-looking. There's a shiny aluminum dial about as big around as a regular wristwatch held flat to your wrist by a smart-looking strap. When you want to tell the hour, you just lift the pointer on the dial and aim it due north. The sun's rays will make the shadow of the pointer fall on the dial, and that's the hour of the day. Now, here's a tip. I won't be telling you about this swell sundial wristwatch much longer, so you better send for yours today. First, ask Mom to get you a couple of packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Tear off the two box tops, be sure you get the ones marked top, and send them along with ten cents in cash, and your name and address, clearly printed, to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Let me give you that again. Send two Kellogg's Pep box tops, the ones marked top, ten cents in cash, and your full name and address to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Ask Mom for P-E-P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the Scarlet Widow's penthouse apartment, where Superman lies unconscious on the floor, Sniggers, working with drills and chisels, has finally succeeded in splitting the kryptonite into four equal parts. Her small, bright eyes gleaming, the Widow turns to her unscrupulous guests. Now, gentlemen, about the financial arrangements. I will take my share of the kryptonite now. Not so fast, Teufel. The terms are cash in hand. I have no cash in hand. What will this do? Ah, he's got a gun, he has. Put that gun down, Teufel. What do you take me for a fool? Don't make a move now, any of you, or I will shoot to kill. You haven't a chance, you double-crosser. The only way out of this apartment is by private elevator. My men are guarding it. They'll kill you. Oh, no, my friend. While all of you watch the kryptonite being cut, I managed to attach a long nylon rope which I brought with me to the terrace railing. I can reach the roof of the building next door by the rope, and I'm going to lock this door to the terrace behind me. By the time you get to the terrace, I will be out of sight. It's dark enough for my purposes. <laughs> I have great purposes in mind. Now I have a piece of the kryptonite. I'll be the same to you all. share of the kryptonite, not before. Now get going, all of you, unless you prefer to return to jail. <laughs> well, I'll find Teufel. Come on, Vulture. Rush. Go on now. Hurry. Get out. Sniggers. Yes. Show them to the elevator. Oh, oh, come on, Nagins. Out you go. Hurry back, Sniggers. We have important matters to attend to. As for you, Superman, I have further plans for you, too. Wild with rage, the Scarlet Widow glares down at the unconscious figure of Superman. What are her plans for the Man of Steel? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station, and listen to The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet.
more powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, against whom the glowing kryptonite has at the moment one victory for his bitterest enemy, the Scarlet Widow. What will she do next? As we know, the Scarlet Widow is in possession of a piece of the shattered planet Krypton, which robs Superman of all his strength when he comes within ten feet of it. Assembling Superman's four deadliest enemies, the Vulture, Papa Roush, Der Teufel, and the Laugher, the Widow set a trap for Superman by hiding tiny particles of the kryptonite about her apartment. The Man of Steel saw the trap but pitted himself against it in a desperate attempt to capture the kryptonite and the four master criminals. Failing, Superman lost consciousness, and the widow was about to sell each of the conspirators a quarter of the kryptonite when Der Teufel drew a gun and escaped with his share. Enraged, the widow sent the others in pursuit of Teufel, and as we continue now, her gaunt, ugly face contorted in fury, the scarlet widow glares down at the unconscious figure of Superman. Listen. Blimey, widow! But I get the creeps seeing Superman lying there. We better hop it before he wakes up. The particles of kryptonite in the flower pots will keep him unconscious, Snickers. Oh, what a fool I was letting Teufel cheat me out of a million dollars. Yeah, the dirty blighter. We got three hunks of the blooming kryptonite left, though. And the vulture and Pepper Roush and the laughter will give us a million apiece for That's them. That's only three million. My price was four. Now, listen to me, widow. Take what we can, I says, and let's get away from here fast before this Superman bloke wakes up. He won't wake up. He'll never wake up. Now, what do you mean by that now? The blooming kryptonite knocks him out, it does, but he ain't dead. You can see him breathing. He might, he might wake up any minute and... Oh. Wait, 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 you hear that? Oh. It's Superman he's coming to. Hey, I warned you, with you. I told you. Shut up, you fool. Get the three big pieces of kryptonite oh, out of the lead box. Man. Hurry. I uh, know we better skip out. Will you do as I say? Superman knows oh. us. If he lives, we'll never be safe wherever yeah. we go. We've got to finish him now. How are we going to do that? Oh. I don't like it. Uh. We ought to hop it. Oh. Kryptonite sniggers, hurry. Oh. No, I am with her. I remember. Uh, you. You. Oh, you fool. What did you do? Oh. Remember the foot? Yes. I caught it in the glass. It left oh, what I did. Sniggers. Well, the teufel and the Get out of the way, you clumsy. Where are they? I'll get the kryptonite. Oh. Superman. He's you're too late, Widow. Oh, yes? Yes. Now, the box is open. Close Good, Widow. Good. No, you don't. No. Stop it. Uh, look at Widow. Uh, Running like a drunk again. Stop it. No. Look. Oh. Uh, like a blooming light he is. No. My heart near stopped beating when I see him come for us. Come on, Widow. We better get out. Not yet. Put the 
three pieces of kryptonite down here. What for? I tell you... you shut your stupid mouth and do as I say. Oh. You almost spoiled things for us once. It mustn't happen again. Get the kryptonite. Well, I can't understand you with her. This is our chance to get away. I told you before, he'll pursue us wherever we go. We've got to destroy him now, forever. How do you expect to do that? We'll put one piece of kryptonite close to his head, the other two next to his body, near his heart. Oh. That ought to finish him. <laughs> say now, it ought to at that. Well, wait now, Widder. If Superman's dead, the vulture and Pepper Roush and the Laufer won't buy the kryptonite from They're him. not going to know he's dead, you fool. Put the pieces on the floor. But they won't know, you say? How won't they? Leave that to me. Now. Put your gloves on. Hurry. Right, oh. Then place the pieces the way I show you. All right. Put one piece here, next to his head. That's it. Now one piece next to his heart. Here. That's fine. Yeah. The third piece on the other side of his head. Right. There. Yeah. That should take care of Mr. Superman. <laughs> yeah, a clever one with her. How long you suppose it'll take? Not too long. If only I had Teufel here to deal with at the same time. Oh, oh the, the, the telephone. Who's that Maybe now? Maybe caught Teufel. I'll answer it. Hello? Yes, Vultures. Did you? The, the Vulture? Did you get him? Quiet, Snickers. Go on, Vulture. You said... Yes? Yes? He did, eh? Sure, he might have. Right. Right at once. But, uh, yes, yes, at Gertie's. Goodbye. But, uh, now, now, let's see. What's up with The that? vulture says they traced Teufel to a drugstore, but he got away. The druggist treated Teufel's hand for a burn. He must have burned himself with the kryptonite. I wish he'd burned his hand off. The druggist said he made a phone call, too. The vulture thinks Teufel might have called the police and tipped them off as to where Superman is. Oh. So that we'd be arrested and Teufel could get away. Give me a hand with his cedar chest, Snickers. What, what, what for? We've got to get out of here before the bobby shows and up. And Superman while he's still alive? But Help me pull this chest over to him. Are you yes. daffy, Widow? We can't bother with Superman now. We must. We can't leave him here alive. Don't oh. just stand there, you fool. Help oh, me. Oh, 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 But if the bobby catches us, we get the chair. They we will. won't catch us. I hope... Superman in there. Oh. I'll take him under the shoulders. You take his legs. Oh, I, I don't like it, I tell you. I, the bobbies are... Will we... you forget the bobbies? Come on. Lift. Oh, oh he's heavy. He is. How are we, we going to get him out of here? The police will be long any minute. We'll be warned in plenty of time if they come. Oh. Turn up an air on the lookout downstairs. Oh. There. There. There, that does it. Just double up his legs so his head will be lower. All right. There. The lid of the chest should close now. We'll... No. Wait a minute. What? Get the chisel and shave a corner off one of the pieces of kryptonite. Well, what for? Will you stop asking questions and do as you're told? Oh, what? So Superman won't be lonesome, of course. Oh, i never seen such a woman as you with her. We're in danger, we are, and you're making jokes. This is far from a joke, Snickers. We're going to take Superman for a ride. A ride? Yes. A one-way ride. Oh, and to make sure that even he can't come back from it, we're going to send a piece of kryptonite along with him. <laughs> now, hurry, Snickers. Chop a piece off. Right out. I'll get Turk up here with the elevator. Hurrying into the foyer, the Scarlet Widow presses the button to summon her private elevator. We'll return in a moment for the startling climax of today's episode. But first, let's stand by for a friendly tip. 
You know, uh, all the gang is so excited with the idea of having a real modern sundial wristwatch that, well, there's a great demand for Kellogg's Pep at the breakfast table, believe me. Of course, all the gang likes that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal because it is super delicious. But boys and girls are making a beeline for those Pep box stops so that they can send in for their sundial wristwatch. And is it a honey? A real shiny aluminum dial held flat to your wrist by a regular strap. You can wear it when you go hiking or to club meetings so that you can tell time by the sun. All you do is to lift the pointer and aim it due north. The sun's rays will make the shadow of the pointer fall on the dial to show you the hour of the day. Isn't that easy? And it's just as easy to get one of these sundial wristwatches. Ask Mom to get you a couple of packages of Kellogg's Pep. Tear off two box tops. Be sure you get the ones marked top and send them along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Now, uh, don't put it off because there's a time limit on this offer. Send in your order today for a modern, streamlined sundial wristwatch. You get it for only 10 cents and two box tops from P.E.P. Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Loading the cedar chest containing the unconscious Superman into a station wagon, the Scarlet Widow, Sniggers, and two brawny henchmen, Turk and Rene, drove through the dark streets of Metropolis to a small cove on the seacoast where a motorboat was moored. Now, as a damp, swirling fog shrouds the moon and stars, Turk steers the motorcraft out to sea. In the middle of the boat sits the Widow, her small, bright eyes shining. The shivering little Sniggers sits beside her, and behind them... Rocking with the motion of the boat is the cedar chest. How far out are we, Turk? About two miles. That ought to be far enough. Stop the boat. Okay. Oh, I hope there's no other police out here. If there are, they can't see us in this fog. Give Turk a hand with the chest, niggers. Ready, Turk? Sure. This job won't be hard. Who's the guy we're feeding to the fish? None of your business. Help him, Sniggers. Righto. We ought to put more rocks in the chest with her. That there cedar wood is like cork it is. I want to get this job over with. The chest will stay down long enough for our purposes. I sure hope so. I wouldn't like this bloke coming back from no watery grave after me. Don't worry, he won't. Put your ear to the chest. Can you hear the kryptonite? Oh, he is it. Hums like a blooming hive of bees, he does. Good. Then the sea will take care of our friend for keeps. All right, boys, heave him over. Grab hold there, Sniggers. Roger. Easy, does it? Huh? Just get her up a bit higher. Watch it, you sap. You clumsy gold, Sniggers. I'm a little jittery, I am remembering who's in this boat. Never mind that. Get rid of him. There now. That's better. Hold it. Okay, let her go. Ah, there he goes. <laughs> Toodaloo, Mr. S. <laughs> That's the last of you, it is. As the Scarlet Widow looks on, the cedar chest containing the unconscious Superman, with a piece of the deadly kryptonite at his side, falls into the fog-swept sea, rocks for a moment, and then sinks slowly beneath the waves. A moment more as the Scarlet Widow and Sniggers watch eagerly, and it is lost to view in the dark depths. Is Superman gone forever? Have his enemies triumphed at last over the man of steel? And the truth and justice for which he fought and lived 
Fellows and girls, don't miss tomorrow's dramatic episode. Every moment of it is exciting. Tune in, same time, same station, for the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Publications. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!